0: Now let's accelerate. Here's James and Ash.
1: Hey everybody, it's James here and welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. Ash, how are you? Yeah, I'm fantastic, James. Great to be here. How are you doing? Fantastic, thanks mate. So, today we're talking about why you're losing good stuff and we work with lots of different mortgage businesses, dozens, hundreds around the world and we see this time and time again, mortgage businesses, whether they're small or medium size, losing consistently, losing good staff, sometimes losing the, to, to their competitors. Sometimes they might just quit. Maybe they'll go and often start their own brokerage, lots of different reasons. And you may be in this position, our listeners, where you're growing, your business is growing, you're making progress and you... Dive in and you start hiring people and you're building a team and you're trying to build a business, but then one of your staff quits or leaves and then you're back to square one. And we see this cycle happening where business is trying to get ahead, they're hiring, but they're losing staff almost as as, uh, fast as they're hiring them, Ash. So let's dive into this topic because it's going to help a lot of solo operators, um, avoid a lot of mistakes and it's going to help those businesses that already have teams to avoid losing some of their key people so let's dive in Yep,
2: yeah, yeah this one's mission critical right this one is if you don't get this one right um eventually um you know the rocket will blow up at some point mid flight and I think everyone can relate to that um because you know there's you know I mean if you if you were to ask me, James, what are the one, two, maybe three absolutely mission-critical things that you really can't grow a business, a mortgage-broking business without? Well, people is right up there as number one and or two. You know, Without good people in your business, you, are, you simply have a high-paying job or you're self-employed. You don't actually have a business because a business is based on things operating without you and you can't do that without people Um, and the most common uh, refrain or the most common problem, James, particularly for a growing business, it's got momentum and energy. um, They can often attract good people because good people are attracted to energetic businesses and committed and ambitious entrepreneurs. the problem is um, if you haven't got the business and things set up in the right way, those good people rarely stay for the long term because they're also ambitious and they're also entrepreneurial or, you know, um, want to follow a a growing career path. So they often move on and we we see that a lot, right? I've seen a lot over my journey with a lot of brokers and as well as myself is finding good people. Yeah, that's a a problem, but it's not the major problem. The major problem is uh, not just retaining good people, but helping good people um, be super productive and to enjoy the culture of your business and to want to stick around so there's a lot to that so you know let's let's dive in and have a chat about um you know where this problem emanates from and you know what it leads to and then you know what are some of the things that brokers can do
1: to turn that around and to take a slightly different direction yeah i I mean with this we're talking about losing good stuff right i mean sometimes you'll you know hire somebody that doesn't work out and that's going to happen in business not every hire is going to be an a grade consistent performer Uh, but we're talking you know the the bigger issue is actually losing people that are good that are performing you know it's okay that you know maybe someone doesn't work out but if you have someone that is good and you're losing them that's like a double whammy and we want to Mm. remove that and i think what we actually see from most of the businesses we work with is that one of the key reasons i think why good staff are leaving here's one of them is that the business owner i think you said this before the business owner is typically the energetic getting stuff done this is my business this is my life i'm, I'm ready to take over the world and i've got i'm working nights and i'm working weekends and Oftentimes we see these business owners, Ash, that they're quite successful, they become overbearing and have unrealistic expectations of their team. They imagine that their team are just like them, happy to work nights and weekends and um, never make mistakes. And I think that's one key reason why a lot of businesses lose good people because they're essentially... (laughs) <laughs> an overbearing micromanager that has unrealistic expectations yeah. of what their staff are willing to do. Uh, there's other reasons, but that's, let's talk about that one first. Oh, yeah, that's a super powerful um,
2: insight. Um, and and I, and I think we can get to where that comes from. Um, and, I, and I think that, that entrepreneurial type, I've, I've been there, you've probably been there, a lot of people have been there where you have this almost expectation that, Good people will somehow via osmosis absorb how you do things, figure everything out just by having a chat with you. And, you know, and there's this expectation that because they're good people, because they're intelligent, because they also share some common ambitions um, to be part of a successful business, there's an expectation that they are going to figure things out. There's an expectation that they will work out what you're thinking and do things the way that you do them without you having to, you know, um, manage them, so to speak. And that, that ends up in a clash at some point. At some point, those people are going are to want more and they're going to demand more and then you're going to be busy and you're going to be, well, hang on a tick, I told you what to do two weeks ago, right? And they're going to be saying, well, that was two weeks ago. You know, where, where where's this documented? And you're going to be like, oh, well, I haven't got time for that. You know, and this is where good people start to get frustrated and good people start to go, you know what, I like you, but I'm starting to get some negative vibes. And, and for the business owner, what this, and this is where a lot of sleepless nights, right, we deal with this a lot with our, our people that we work with and, and around the world, this is universal, is entrepreneurial ambitious business owners end up becoming, if not micromanagers, they become micro watchers I.e. because they haven't built the business the right way, they end up having to lie awake at night trying to remember things. And then the first thing in the morning, they're all over their staff saying, have you done this? Have you done this? Do this, do this, do this. And most human beings will only put up with that for so long, Mm -hmm. right? Unfortunately, James, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole or, or people too much, but good people won't put up with it for too long sometimes lesser quality staff will put up with it because they're just happy to get paid but the good people the people that want to be part of a a growing progressive business won't generally break that for too long just like in a marriage that breaks up unsuspectingly the same with a business that breaks up unsuspectingly if you actually look in you can see the evidence or the symptoms going right back but the business owner often gets shocked by people leaving right we see this a lot it's like i can't believe that they went out into competition or i can't believe that they quit or they got poached by my competition right there's always a reason for that and what i'm going to say and i'd like to explore and maybe i can relate some of my experiences it generally comes back to a common factor of hiring people before you've systemized your business. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Now, I know that there's an overlap here and you sort of these two things tend to happen side by side. They don't necessarily happen one after the other. Generally, my sort of feedback or my advice if I could sort of capture it would be if at all possible, and it is possible, is systemize your business as early and as much as you can before you hire staff now that's not always possible but even if you've got staff commit to systemizing your business because i have learned and i think our, our people we work with have learned that good people are attracted by ambition and growth and progression but good people are retained by systems processes accountability and um you know clearly articulated performance metrics that that they're held accountable to because good people like being measured that's the other thing good people like being and i don't mean good versus bad people when i say good i mean highly productive staff like being measured and if you haven't got systems how can you measure people
1: exactly exactly you can't i mean that's i i was just thinking the three main reasons people are losing good staff is mismatch expectations just you mentioned the the marriage And uh, it's like any relationship where there's a, uh, you know, like the example goes, um, expectations in relationships. Let's say one person values gift giving and receiving in a relationship, whereas the other person more values, uh, you know, words and affection that way. So the person that's expecting and wants to give and receive presents and isn't getting them from the person that is saying all the right things, there's a mismatch and it could be a great relationship, but just the expectations are not gelled. And that's probably one of the main reasons why people lose good staff is mismatch expectations or there just isn't any expectations. The expectation is you come into my business and go to 100% and make no mistakes from day one, right? As opposed to let's yeah. settle the yeah. expectations and work out um, how to get the most out of each other. Um, expectations is one. Systems, of course, and stress is another because without systems, it's essentially stressful and nobody wants to work in, you mentioned it before, this manic, stressful, first thing in the morning, business owner running around with like a headless chicken, um, barking orders because there's no systems. And when there's no systems, there's craziness, there's mayhem that creates stress. No one wants to be in that sort of environment. It's not sustainable. And then the third thing and you touched on it, is career progression. So um, that's another big reason why uh, mortgage businesses are losing some of their key people. Uh, You know, that that great processor, that gun processor, that gun mortgage broker that's on their team loan rider. So it's culture and it's also that feeling like you are having an impact on the business and seeing it progress, you know, because good people wanna be part of something that's growing and evolving. And they want to feel like they're part of that. They don't want to feel like they're watching from the sidelines. So good people, yes, they want career progression, yet they want to see more dollars hitting their bank account, but they want to feel like they have a fingerprint, a footprint in the say of that yeah. business and that they are part of it, part of something more than just themselves. And that's one of the key things that we try and foster with you know our team and that we teach our members to do is, Not just yep systems and get good people and follow good performance management frameworks, but it's about what's the culture and vision that you have for your staff. That's what's going to keep really good people in your business.
2: Yeah, one of the most important lessons that I've learned in my business life, James, and I really love that you've used the word fingerprint because that is perfectly summarizes People want to have a fingerprint that's identifiable in the business. And by that, I mean, they want to have a say. So this is one of the leadership skills that, you know, that some people come to mortgage business or mortgage broking with those business or leadership skills. um, But for most people, we need to develop them as we go. And one of those leadership skills is to involve your team in the design and decision-making of your business um, rather than just thrust your design and systems upon people and expect them to follow it. So it's if you can get people involved, and as you said, James, good people want to have a voice and a say um, in the design of a business. And they often bring things that you don't have. Like this just leads me on to another really important, um, I guess, insight is that um a lot of mortgage brokers, and I've made this mistake, my personal experience, is hiring people like me. And I think, uh, I forget who it was, but somebody um, previously that that uh, had said this, that you don't hire entrepreneurial people into process roles and don't hire uh, you know production or process people into entrepreneurial or sales roles. And that's a mistake that I've made and I'm sure it relates a lot of mortgage brokers is you tend to if you're under pressure, you're busy, you're rushed, you it's very easy to fall into the trap of hiring people that you like because they're like you. You know, they share ambition like you know, but you end up putting them into what's essentially a process or system based role, you know, somewhere on as a loan processor or a para broker or somewhere in your business, but really they have ambition to do what you do which is be a mortgage broker. So I think you need to be clear with whether you're hiring somebody, you know, as a career path to do what you do, i.e. be a broker, or whether you're hiring somebody that prefers to be, a, a you know, a, a link in a machine, a cog in a machine, but doesn't necessarily have ambition to go and set up their own business. That's a really important piece of the puzzle with hiring not just good people, but hiring the right people who are not necessarily the same as you.
1: Exactly. Well, we've all heard the square peg in round hole analogy, and there's a lot of square pegs being trying to be stuffed into round holes in the mortgage industry for sure. So hiring the right people for the right jobs is is crucial as well. Uh, Setting expectations up front is super valuable. And I think, you know, what we found is just being realistic. Uh, You cannot expect your team and your staff to have the energy enthusiasm that you do necessarily. Um, If you're up at 100%, it's your business, it's your baby, Um, don't expect people to be up there with you, you know. They are coming to do a job in exchange for a certain amount of, you know, income, and you need to have your expectations in a realistic way um i guess another thing i'll mention but i think we t- touched on it ash is just this idea of fitting the system around the person instead of the person around the system did you want to expand a little bit uh, on that
2: yes yes one of my um absolute personal favorites and uh, having been through this myself and suffered the uh let's just call it the pain of getting it wrong versus the you know peace of mind of getting it right so you know it goes like this james is Somebody's out mortgage broking, doing okay, might be doing quite a lot of business, be making a really solid six-figure revenue, but is slowly reaching and surpassing maximum capacity. So out of desperation, they'll go to the marketplace somehow and find somebody and employ them, right? And they hit the ground running. And then the business owner decides, okay, I really need to get some systems here. So they start to try and build some systems in their business, you know, in their spare time, whenever that may be. What inevitably happens in that environment is the systems get built to suit the personality of the employee. So i say that again. is invariably what happens, and we see this a lot, I've seen it a lot, we see it with our members when we very first start working with them, that they might have some staff, but the staff have come before the systems. Therefore the systems inevitably end up reflecting the needs, wants, biases, personalities um, of the staff. Now that very rarely ends well. What has to happen, if at all possible, is to flip that 180 degrees and have a system that you can fit the right person to based on skills, experience, character traits and um, career paths. So, if you've got the systems in your business and processes, find a person that fits the systems and processes. It makes life 100 times more um, smooth and, and seamless. Um, whereas, fitting a system around a person, um, the outcome of that is eventually that person will lord it over you. Uh, you know, inevitably, and I don't, not always in a negative way. But inevitably, inevitably, when the the system is built to suit the whims of the staff member, inadvertent as it may be, that's what ends up happening, the staff member will end up with an overinflated sense of control and influence on the business um, because it's it's the character that's sort of imbued into the system. makes it very difficult for the business owner to make changes. makes it very difficult for the business owner to replace that staff member because Basically, when the staff member goes, the system goes with them. Whereas if you've got a great system, the staff member, and I don't mean to be too cold-hearted about this, but let's be honest, if you hire someone into your system and you get it wrong and you have to let them go, your system still remains the same. You've just got to find the right person. So it's a huge difference in the peace of mind, the cost as well, James, because it costs so much money to find, hire, onboard, train and pay a staff member. I think the last time I looked at this, it was like $30,000 plus just to find someone and get them started. It adds up to an an inbuilt cost of about 30K. So you wanna give yourself every chance of that working out. And the best
1: way to do that is to go system first, employee second, if possible. Yeah, Yeah, fantastic. And yeah, you're 100% right. It's expensive, it's what's well, costly to hire people. So losing good staff is, a, again, it's another double whammy because you not only lose somebody that's a key part in your business, then you have to refine someone else losing productivity. So it pays to spend a little extra time in thinking about keeping those good people as opposed to just trying to replace them. Um, you know, nobody wants to lose good staff and if you break it down to the most simple one word, I think at the end of the day, it's you could insert something like happy or enjoy. At the end of the day, your staff want to feel like they're happy at work and that they enjoy their job. Now, that's what they want At from a technical perspective. Our listeners, the business owners, it's about setting expectations, being realistic, having systems so that good people know what to do, know where the boundaries are, know what's expected of them, and can work to that accordingly and can see the roadmap for them. They can see their career progression, they can see their options, and they can see that this business, our listeners' businesses, are a vehicle for them to get there. And if each of our listeners listeners has that in mind, then, and views each and every staff member as a part of their family, a part of that business, you know, someone that's going to help me get to my goal. They will treat their staff with a lot more um, respect. They'll treat their staff with a lot more value, and will will spend more time on uh, building up their staff and setting those expectations and managing appropriately so that they don't lose them. I think. That's probably one of the key things. Too many businesses are just too busy getting their own thing done and they don't have the time to manage and set those expectations and uh, and build up their own team. So it's it's just a matter of recognising the value in this and setting the time aside to make the difference with your team because, Ash, we've been doing this a lot of years and we've helped thousands of brokers and we I haven't seen a single mortgage broker really uh, build a business that works with or without them writing $100 million a year by themselves. So you said it at the start. Uh,
2: you, you need team, no.
1: you need team, you need good people. So, um, you know, put the time and effort into finding, attracting and keeping the best people because they'll do the best thing by you.
2: Well, I, I tried that, James. Um, the the uh, before version, shall we call it, of my life, was trying to ride a hundred million dollars a year, which I I reckon I got pretty close to on my own. Um, And to the outside world, I was doing well, but inside I was exploding Um, like a volcano ready to erupt. And it did erupt. I got away with it for three or four years, working long days, long nights, no real system other than keep working harder, 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 harder. till eventually, you know, the whole thing exploded. Um, And then I, you know, I guess, to, to to my credit, I went away and figured out a better way to do it and, and build a business that did work with or without me. And uh, I was able to take holidays without the phone ringing. So there is definitely a way to do it. Um, if anybody out there is listening, James, and goes, well, okay, you know, where do I even start with this? I'm already working 12 hours a day. I've barely got time to scratch myself. I'm, these are great concepts. Where do I start? So. I would start probably, and we see this a lot because you know we work with a lot of different brokers and this is a very, very common theme. No matter whether you're already doing lots of volume and already got people in your team or whether you're early on and you're still only doing a handful of loans a month and you're on your own, this golden rule applies. You must get everything out of your head. That is the starting point. Nothing will change whilst everything's in your head. So my advice to anyone listening is, Start, even if you haven't got the final destination figured out, start by downloading everything out of your head, um, you know, into some form of document, a piece of paper. And this is what we do with our members, of course, James, and I'm sort of, you know, happy to put that out there is, you know, everybody must get their business processes that they do intuitively, right, that most mortgage brokers that have been going any period of time Do everything almost on autopilot. You know all the nuances, all the steps, all the tasks, all the pivots, all the little workflows that happen depending on what happens at any stage of a loan. You can do it in your sleep. That's fantastic for you, but it ain't no business system. So you've got to start by getting that out of your head. That would be my my sort of single takeaway piece of advice. And if somebody's wondering where and how to do it, you know, get in touch with us, get in touch with somebody that can help you get all that out of your head, get it onto a document and then go from there.
1: Yeah, that's a great, great summary to sort of take that step back to go, yeah, we're talking about keeping good staff, but we're talking about systems and expectations, but none of those things can happen without everything being out of your head. Um, If everything's in your head, you can't have a system, you can't set expectations, And a lot of the problems that we have talked about in this episode, all stem from that key broker, super successful running around like, you know, maniac, you know, it's because everything's in their head. And if the first step is get it out of your head, into processes, set expectations and systems, and then uh, go about building your business with your team, you will be on track. Um, people love confidence and clarity and certainty. You know, you don't just have to keep um, throwing more money at people in terms of salaries and bonuses. It's about keeping your staff happy. And I think if our listeners take just these two key things, get it out of your head, build a business that makes your team happy, I think a lot of the individual little strategies and uh, tactics all stem from those two quite simple, but really the most powerful concepts of all, um, which is, yeah, make your staff happy, get it out of your head.
2: I couldn't agree more. That that straightens everything else out. And, And I guess we're talking about preventative medicine in many ways. I mean, even if you've got staff and even if you're thinking, well, you know, that's great, but I've already got a team. You still need to hit the pause button for a moment, start getting everything out of your head um, and it starts to straighten everything else out. You will, well, we've seen this play out so many times in real life, right? James, I think we really need to be clear about this. We have seen this play out dozens and dozens, probably actually hundreds of times that how much getting everything out of your head starts to straighten out everything else in your business. And that flows through to finding and retaining good people, which is,
1: you know, what this episode's about. It does 100 percent, ash and uh for all of our listeners if you haven't hired anybody yet uh take this advice and set it up right so that you find and attract and even keep really good people and if you're already building a team take this information and make a few tweaks and your staff will uh love you and help you grow your business so Um, hope this has been valuable to you and I look forward to uh, the next episode talking with you Ash. Until next time. 100% mate. See you next time. Cheers.
0: Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration. It's now time to grow your mortgage business, your income, and your lifestyle too. If you want to accelerate and learn from the best, head over to brokerworkshop.com and join the next deep dive training with James and Dash. That's www.brokerworkshop.com. Until next time, go get them.